Hello and welcome to today's Dental Business Transaction podcast and it's with enormous pleasure that I'm talking with Bernie Hollywood, OBE. And before Bernie starts to tell you a little bit about what he's up to, I'm going I'm to blow your trumpet for you here, Bernie, because I think it's very important that we put some context behind what you're doing and most importantly, what you've done. Um, so those of you that don't know Bernie, um, you've launched a campaign called Boat of Hope and it's a mission to open up a conversation about depression in, in early years children and young adults, and we'll touch upon that shortly. Um, but also, of course, you have an extraordinary record. You've raised personally £42 million in charity over the last 40 years, is that correct? That's right, Lenny, yes. Lovely. Um, and obviously your work continues apace. You sit on the board of a number of charities, um, you do a lot of lecturing around the world, including speaking at the United Nations. I'd love to hear about that a little bit later on. Parliament, Houses of Parliament, and also giving advice to people on how we can make the world a better place. But today we're going to focus more about the, the Boat of Hope charity. Um, and you're also a bit of a sportsman because I read somewhere that uh, you've got the world record for long distance running. Is that correct? Or marathon running? Yeah, it's... So, um, yeah. You're a man of many sporting endeavours, aren't you? Um, so first of all, um, in a nutshell, let's talk about the Boat of Hope and the Talisker Challenge. Perhaps you'd like to tell our listeners how on earth you got involved in this. Okay, well, first of all, thanks, Lily, for inviting me on to your podcast. I, I really you know, greatly appreciate the opportunity to, to come along and, and, and talk to your viewers and listeners as well. So thank you so much before we start. Um, yeah, the Boat of Hope um, really is a, it's a very simple campaign. And it, it came about really by sort of personal interest uh, of, for myself is that um, uh, a number of my family suffer with mental health issues. And and I basically struggled with, with that from the point of view that there's, as, a, as a parent and as an individual, um, it's extremely difficult for any person to actually help somebody with a mental health issue that really isn't a clinical psychologist or a doctor. Um, and, and it's very difficult effectively to look Look at somebody that's that that's basically is mentally unwell, and is suffering from from mental depression, and that that that, that basically takes shape in many forms. Uh, to actually do anything about it or help that individual as best you can, so it's it's somewhat from a, from that position. I thought if we could reach out to as many young people as we possibly can as early as possible, and get them to do the first thing that everybody needs to do when they actually get into that situation, which is talk. Um, we just might be able to prevent a number of those young people in their adolescent years and, and, and into their adult years, potentially go into a full-blown depression, which sadly on, on a number of occasions does, does end in, in those people taking their lives through suicide. So we looked around and, and, and we could see that there are amazing agencies and charities and, and support groups that are doing just so many incredible things in the mental health space. But we really wanted to approach it very differently and we really approached it from the creative arts point of view. Um, and our campaign, uh, it, our mission statement is very simple, is that we're using the creative arts and adventure to actually open up a conversation about suicide and depression with early years children and young adults. That's it, that's what our campaign is all about. Alongside that, uh, we have two incredible uh, charitable partners, which we're supporting through the next 24 months, 
uh, and we're looking to actually help raise funds to support their amazing mental health charitable um, uh, support through the Samaritans, um, which is basically an emotional support service for people with mental health issues, particularly when they've got suicidal thoughts, uh, and also for Love Rowing, which is the British Rowing Charitable Foundation, which helps young children in deprived areas of the United Kingdom, particularly when they're suffering with mental health issues, to actually use sport and rowing as a catalyst to actually get them engaged into a positive way of thinking. So that's the campaign in a nutshell. Um, it's over a two-year period. Um, as I say, our key mission is to open up as many conversations as we possibly can uh, about suicide and depression, effectively to try and help destigmatize the issue and to raise, a, to raise a few bob along the way as well. That's fantastic. So um, tell me about how, okay, let's, let's do a resume here. So you're, you're 63 years old, solo, 90 days at sea, one rowing boat and 3,000 nautical miles. <laughs> Bernie, who talked you into that? Um, do you know, that's a, it's a great question, Lily, because um, I never started rowing up until about three years ago. And um, it, it's, it's a very, again, it, I fell into rowing in a really, really simple way. I was just walking down uh, the River Dee in Chester, in Cheshire, um, with my partner, Sharon, um, one Christmas morning, uh, three, three plus years ago. And we're walking across a beautiful bridge that basically leads down to the river. And I saw this single, uh, single solo rower coming down the river, just like a vision. It was just this individual was just flowing down the river, just gracefully like a swan. And I just turned to Sharon and I said, you know, what? I'd love to do that one of these days. And she, she turned around and said to me, well, nothing else has stopped you in the past. What's stopping you now? Thought nothing <laughs> of it. And as we walked past down the river, we actually passed a, a, a rowing club called Grosvenor Chester Rowing Club. And believe it or not, in their notice board window was a learn to row sign. Uh, as we walked past that morning with a telephone number and Sharon took a photograph of it and she gave it to me. She said, why don't you give them a call and, and, and sign up? So that's exactly what I did. So three and a half years later, uh, I now find myself basically entering the, the toughest rowing competition in the world, which is the Tanask Whiskey Atlantic Challenge. Uh, and I'm taking part in this year's row, which is in December 2022, rowing solo across the Atlantic. Um, and the reason I chose the challenge in relation to the campaign was that I wanted to go solo because I really wanted to actually feel in my mind um, what solitude meant and how uh, I am actually going to you know, actually cope with the solitude uh, and all of the challenges that that will bring across that period of time. Because as soon as I've left San Sebastian Harbour in Ligamera uh, next December, um, when the fleet, and there's 40 of us actually taking part in the race, um, when we just basically come out of the, the, the actual uh, harbour, within a matter of days, nobody will see anybody uh, until we touch land in Antigua, um, some you know, uh, 60 to 90 days later, depending on winds, how we're physically doing, uh, storms, etc., etc., etc. How is the training going? Because obviously, this is endurance training, and yeah. whilst you can't until you actually do it, it's a different kettle of fish, as we know. But how's it going? How are the calluses on your hands, Bernie? 
Oh, I've I'm, I've got many of them actually, Lily. From from a lot to take. Rowing, that's from rowing a normal conventional boat as well. Um, uh, yeah, it, the training's going very well. Um, I have to say, you know, it, it's first and foremost, it is a solo um, uh, solo campaign and it's a solo race from that point of view. But I have a huge team of people around me. You know, like like any good dental practice or or a, a, you know any good business, you surround yourself with incredible people, and amazing exactly. things happen. So, uh, although I'm one person in one boat, uh, I'm not. Um, in fact, if you look at the back of my background, you'll see my boat, yes. which is extremely colourful. But that's actually a 42 foot mural, um, which was commissioned by a renowned artist in the United Kingdom called Justin Eagleton, mm-hmm. and I, I asked Justin to paint in his mind, um, the journey of a young person going through depression on one side of the boat, which is 24 foot. And then on the other side of the boat, uh, I wanted to actually sort of show that person coming out of depression with with basically support, help and encouragement. And um, there are over two and a half thousand images on the boat. Uh, it's a beautiful digital mural that, that, that uh, Justin has put together. Uh, and the great thing about it is that we, we actually, again, we didn't ask ourselves how we felt. We went out to over six and a half thousand high schools and we asked, we asked high school students, what did they feel hope meant to them? And the amount of feedback that we got, and this was in the middle of a pandemic, the amount of feedback we got was, was sensational and uh, quite harrowing. Some of the things that we heard and saw, uh, but also so encouraging from really where youth feel they're going in the future. And uh, we, we had a national competition in association with our supporting partner, Parent Pay, and we chose six winners to have their artwork put onto the boat, which is going to come across the Atlantic with me. And I'm so proud of those pieces of artwork. And those uh, beautiful winners came down to our launch at the Maritime Museum in October last year. And we launched uh, the boat uh, with their artwork in it. They came and saw their artwork actually come to life. And we had a Gillian Keegan, uh, who's the Minister of Health. Uh, she came along and launched the boats as well for us. So, um, yeah, it is one person, one boat, but it isn't. I have over two and a half thousand people behind me in, in various shapes and forms. And um, it's quite comforting to know that they're going to be there when, when I get into difficulty on the ocean. Absolutely. And of course, we discussed, didn't we? We have a mutual, very good friend, Charlie Pitcher. Of course, oh. whose whose boat design this is Rannick Adventures, and he himself is a is a world record holding single handed rower. So you've got him; he's an amazing team. I follow him anyway on Facebook and track him, and now of course I'm following you, and and I've been seeing so much really positive media for you. I, I'm always watching you popping up with uh, television celebrities, broadcasters, news. It's fantastic to watch, and of course the book now. Tell us a little bit about the book, which, by the way, I purchased. Oh, Liddy, thank you. That's uh, all right. It was a quick read because obviously it was for little children, but <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> it's not it, it, about that. <laughs> it's a fabulous. It's a fabulous book. Um, I'd say the concepts of, of what we do. We wanted to use the creative arts to actually reach out and engage with children, and and the campaign is split up into two sections. It's split up into early years, which is five to eleven, and from eleven to eighteen year olds. And we basically sat down and we thought, right, how can we actually best engage in those two groups of people and actually open up the conversation about um, mental health and well-being? And we felt that uh, with through literature, 
and, and, and telling a story, particularly to the five to 11 year olds, was a great way of us doing that. So I reached out to an amazing, uh, uh, well, basically a children's award-winning author called Natalie Reeve Billings. And I mentioned, I had this concept of a story in my mind about uh, a young boy going to, to sea with a boat and going up through ups and downs and getting to this safe haven, this harbour, um, with all of the help and support of his friends along the way. And I, I, I went through the concept with, the, with, with Natalie and then she went away and then basically, with her genius, wrote this incredible book called Bernie and Boaty. And it follows the, the adventure of a young seven-year-old boy who befriends this amazing boat um, who's extremely nervous about going to sea. And then at the end of it, um, they come through a lot of adversity, um, but they come through that with a lot of help and support of others. And by working together, um, they basically find hope and they find a solace in this incredible island that they get to at the end of the story. Uh, and the beautiful thing about the story as well is that it rhymes. So when you're actually telling it to a five-year-old or 11-year-old, it just beautifully, it just goes beautifully along with this rhyme, um, which has also been made into a sea shanty. And it, that's been recorded on iTunes. And the book, which we're very proud of, by the way, is a number one Amazon best-selling uh, children's book. Fantastic. We're, we're so, so proud of. And when we know we're opening up conversations um, to young people uh, about this important subject, because believe it or not, children aged five to 11 also suffer mental uh, issues as well. They are, they are very anxious about everything that's going on in the world, pandemics, and now sadly we have the war in Ukraine. Um, so they're all going through a lot of trauma, more trauma than we faced when we were kids. So the book is a bit of solace and it's, it's, it's an opportunity for a parent, guardian or, or teacher to actually navigate that young person through their mental health needs. So we're very proud of it. Very proud of it. Rightly so. It's beautifully illustrated. And of course, you've got um, former Spice Girl uh, star Mel C, Mel Chisholm. It was a bit of a coup, actually. Um, uh, we actually um, were looking to actually think about making it into a cartoon and animation. And again, the team that I have is just incredible. I mean, I could I could give you so many mentions. I'd, I'd lose count of all all my team, but they know who they are. Um, but through one of our incredible connections, um, uh, they knew Melanie C. And um, we were looking for a um, uh, a narrator for our uh, our trailer uh, for our animated series, which hopefully we're going to get done as well. Um, and we reached out to Melanie and she loved the idea of what the book was all about. She read it. She read it to her, her, her child and she was delighted to come on board and narrate um, our, our book trailer, along with an amazing actor called Sasha Dewan. Sasha Dewan. Yes, I was going to ask you about him. And, and Sasha is a huge supporter of us, along with Mel. Um, and he gave his uh, amazing voice uh, on the actual trailer as well. People will know him from Line of Duty and Doctor Who and mm -hmm. sorts of screen and stage. He's an incredible actor. Um, but these are just two normal people that, you know, understand children and understand uh, all of the traumas that children go through and want to help and get what the campaign is all about. So, um, you know, as well in, in, in your career is that, you know, the connections that we all have are so important. And it's it's not about money. 
Nelly. It, it's it's all about what you can give from your intellectual capabilities. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a skill or an art or a gift that at some stage they can actually contribute to a particular program or charity or an event or whatever, which does help things move to the next stage. And we are absolutely blessed to have so many amazing people behind us that just get what we want to do. This is not about Bernie Hollywood or anything else. This is all about the message of actually talking about suicide and depression. And the star of the show is right behind me. Yes. It's the city of Liverpool and it's the boat of hope. And it's going, it tells an incredible story of how a young person goes through this trauma and then comes out the other side. Yeah, fabulous. Well, obviously, I'm looking forward enormously to when it actually happens. But before then, of course, 1st of April, you've got the road, to, uh, uh, sorry, the, the boat pull. Is that correct? You've got. Yeah, we have. We've, we've, we've got three key activations in our, in, in our Boat of Hope story and our campaign. And uh, on the 1st of April, we are very, very blessed and fortunate to actually be working with the Ministry of Defence um, and Her Majesty's Armed Services. And we've secured uh, the runway at uh, one of the biggest armed services bases in the United Kingdom, which is at the Ministry of Defence base in Lynham. Mm-hmm. And we are going to pull our boat, um, the city of Liverpool behind us. Uh, she's going to be on a trailer, of course. And we're going to pull her over 300 miles uh, over 30 days. Um, she's three quarters of a ton. So she weighs a little bit. Um, but we're going to pull the mural up and down runway 27, I think it is, that we've actually got at, at Lynham. And we're going to do that for uh, 10, 10 miles every day. And the significance of the 300 miles is really important, is that sadly last year in the United Kingdom, over 300 young children aged between 11 and 18 took their life through suicide. So each mile represents the loss of a young child yeah. to suicide last year. So we are celebrating those individual lives as we pull the boats every single day. Well, I wish you all the very best with that. It's a good starter. Um, we, um, I was going to ask you, uh, when you're actually doing the, ma- the main row in December, uh, the Whiskey Teller, are you going to have a camera on board, I'm assuming, filming yourself? 24-7 or just edited highlights, Bernie? That's me, yeah. It's, well, I, I think when you're telling a story, you, you, you ha- it's most important that you bring it to life. So um, it's pretty cool. I've got some great people behind me. I've got Salford University uh, Media School as my social media team. So you can, can imagine I've got 12 young students that know social media like the background and they know how to sell a story on social media. So I've got... Salford University media uh, team were on board with me. Um, I have an amazing um, uh, videographer um, consultant uh, who's set me up with some incredible kit that will actually bring the activation to life whilst we're on the sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, communicating on the sea is fairly difficult because when you're in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and you're you know 1,500 miles from anybody and you're halfway across, the nearest people to you actually are the people in the space station. They're the nearest folks to you. So the only way that we can communicate our story is through by, is by satellite navigation and satellite yes. communication, uh, which costs a fortune. Um, but we are uh, basically um, looking at um, broadcasting live from the ocean on a number of occasions. And uh, more importantly, we're actually going to be reading each day. They're going to lead. A, uh, we're going to read a sealed letter of hope 
from uh, from 90 high school students. Um, we're going to open a letter every day. I'm going to read that um, on video from the Atlantic when I'm having a rest and talk about what hope means to them as we cross the Atlantic. So we're going to have 90 letters from the from the ocean as we go along. And then, of course, uh, people will be able to see most spectacular views and um, and weather and marine wildlife that you've ever seen, ever yeah. filmed. And we're filming it in a very special way. So we've got GoPros and um, we've just acquired some great kit called uh, Insta360. Um, and, for, you know, if anybody wants to just check them out and see what they're up to, um, the imagery that we're going to be bringing back is going to be absolutely breathtaking. I can't wait to see it because um, it is, as you say, it's the most remarkable adventure. And, you know, listening to this story, I feel emotional listening to you tell me about the letters every day. Goodness knows what state you're going to be in with everything else. Exhaustion, <laughs> you know, sore hands. Reading these letters, Bernie, I think, I think you're going to be... Uh, in bits, frankly, on, on occasion. <laughs> you know what, Lily? I think I will be, but hey, yeah. I mean... But hey, it's, it's worthwhile. Vulnerability is strength, and yeah. and it doesn't really matter whichever sort of whichever direction you're coming from. To show your vulnerability is a sign of your own personal strength, um, and it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel vulnerable, because we're all human after all. Yeah. Um, and I think the more that we actually are in touch with our feelings the more that we can convey and, and help other people um, that it is okay to talk uh, and it is okay to talk about wh whatever you're feeling in your head. It's so important to get that out and talk about it and feel as if you're not, you're not alone, which you're not. There are lots of people there to actually help and support you. Although sometimes you feel that you are alone, you're not. Good words. Um, going back to the training for the boat, um, Obviously, you've got, you know, I know you're a very fit person, but obviously you've got to do a different kind of fitness for this and also the diet. Now, obviously, you're going to have special meals or, you know, vacuum packed. Do you have like a lead up time so that you adjust yourself and your diet ready rather than just go out the night before for a big blowout curry and then, <laughs> and then get in the boat? You've obviously it doesn't work like that, does it? You know, you've got to like prepare. It's certainly not like a dental conference where you actually rock and roll and you go out and you actually have a blow up curry in Birmingham and then you get go out on the lash and then in you get. Yeah, and then everybody's up at eight o'clock in the morning looking as bright as rain. Um, I don't know how they do that, by the way. Um, so no, it's not like that at all. It's yeah, there is a build up, Lily. Yeah. So um, uh, the great thing about this race is the organisation of it, mm -hmm. and I'm going to give a huge shout out to Atlantic Campaigns who are the race organisers of the Talaska Whiskey Atlantic Challenge. Uh, I thought I knew, uh, you know, I've dealt with lots of professionals in the past with regards to challenges and so on and so forth. But really, Atlantic campaigns are right up at the top. Um, their structure of training, um, every I is dotted, every T is crossed with regards to your safety, your well-being, your mental well-being, your physical well-being, your training plans. Um, I had no idea until I actually signed up um, what I was going to let myself in for. Um, and really, it takes two years to get to the start line um, because you need that lead-in time to actually, A, you have to get certified, not mentally or um, as such, but you need to be certified to do the race from the point of view that you need to pass uh, four uh, Royal Yacht Association examinations before they'll actually allow you to sit in the boat. Um, so, you know, you need to know how to do basic navigation um, 
save yourself when you're at sea, do first aid at sea, um, and have basic sea personship skills as well. So, uh, and I've just sea personships is that have they renamed it from? Well, you can't you can't see can't say seaman anymore, can you really? <laughs> seaman and sea woman. Um, yeah. So, sea personships. Oh, that was a first for me today. I, I, I've thrown that in because you know with yeah. the eye, I'm just That's trying right. to stay, stay um, uh, sort of diverse friendly. Um, so yeah, so you've got to have, basically have all of those qualifications and skills before Atlantic campaigns will actually even think about allowing you to come to the start line. And on top of that, you have to have over 180 hours logged in your boat uh, of rowing that boat. Um, and over 48 hours of that has to be two rows out at sea on your own, uh, which also have to be logged before you qualify and get to the start line. Right. One of the great things about Atlantic campaigns, and if you look at the Talisquistic Atlantic Challenge, which just just finished just for this year, um, they had, I think, somewhere in the region about 35 boats, 36 people entered, and they got 35 boats safely across the Atlantic Ocean, um, all in one piece, all safely, all doing their own thing. They, they sadly lost one, whereby the gentleman got injured and he had to come back in on the third day or fourth day, I think it was. But their success record is absolutely incredible. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely comforted by the fact that I've got Atlantic campaigns in the background with all the safety team and PR team behind me because the race is seen by over 950 million people around the world. Um, it's great to have that team behind you actually getting you to the start line in the, the best physical and mental mm -hmm. and also PR shape of your life, to be fair. Cool. And how's it going? Have you done the uh, Atlantic, you know, the test runs yet? Are they happening between now and December? Uh, yeah, there's. Um, uh, I've got an Atlantic rowing course uh, lined up with uh, Charlie Pitcher's company, which is Rannick, who obviously designed the amazing R10 solo yeah. behind me. Um, Charlie's team run a number of um, training programs for uh, ocean rowing throughout the year up to the build up to the race. So I can't do April sadly because because um, I'm pulling the boat, but uh, I've got um, I'm having a bespoke one done by by Lizzie and the team. Um, so they're going to get me down in May and uh, in September and I'm going to be putting a huge amount of hours in um, in the boat uh, on Burnham on Crouch, um, which is an estuary which runs in parallel with the, the Thames estuary. So I'll be I'll be rowing out into the English Channel, hopefully missing a few ferries along the way and then rowing around the south coast. That, that's really going to be my training area. Well, that's fantastic. And I don't think you knew this because we had a chat earlier, but. Uh, my husband and I, we're from Burnham on Crouch and <laughs> we, that we moved up to Warwickshire some 20 years ago. But of course, we personally know um, Lizzie and Charlie. Um, so we know the area extremely well. And obviously, we closely watch their enormous success of everything they're doing. So um, you'll have to give Burnham on Crouch all my very best when you go down there. And I shall tell all my friends that when you're down there to come out and give you a big cheer and a wave and go and have a drink in the club because you'll be made very welcome. I know that's without a doubt. It's the most sociable, great place ever. Oh, um, it is. It is. So of course, Bernie, I was looking at, you know, your incredible bio. I mean, and I'm going to take a little extract here from one of the many things written about you. Um, Bernie is seen as one of the world's most elite and accomplished ad endurance adventurers, having climbed some of the world's greatest mountains, trekked unsupported to the geographic poles, trekked across deserts, ran thousands of miles, cycled across the globe and holder of a prestigious 
Guinness World Record. I was going to ask you, what do you do in your spare time? But um, that's extraordinary, Bernie. So you're no stranger to pushing yourself to the absolute limit, to the brinks, and obviously also working alone. Tell me about the Guinness World Record. Now, the Guinness World Record was for the longest amount of miles um, completed, um, uh, ran in seven days. And that, that particular uh, accolade was given to me um, when I basically completed 41 consecutive back-to-back -back marathons in 20 days. So um, I ran from John O'Groats to Land's End um, and I finished it off with the London Marathon, uh, which was my 41st marathon uh, on my 20, uh, 21st day. Um, so um, the Guinness people uh, actually um, gave us the record for the first seven days of that particular adventure, uh, which was from John O'Groats to Carlisle. So, um, and they basically had all of the information, all of the, uh, they tracked us and so on and so forth, made sure it was all above board and so on and so forth. They have to pay a fee to Guinness to actually, to verify all of the data and to make sure that you haven't cheated, et cetera. And um, yeah, we, 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 we bagged the record, which was fantastic. So it's, um, uh, whether it stands today or not, I, I very much doubt because it was, it was a wee while back. So it was 352 miles in seven days um uh and that was solo rowing uh sorry running um as i say from john O'Groats to carlisle and for uh, for four of those days it snowed uh wow. the weather was absolutely awful and my support team will verify that um it was just dreadful we were literally only into about an hour of the run and i was really sort of uh, ankle deep in snow and in sub-zero temperatures and thinking this really isn't going to plan. And uh, we also had to rescue a couple of sheep that had been blown over as well in a field. Um, all true stories. Um, but uh, things did get better as we progressed um, through Scotland. And when we got uh, halfway through Scotland to, to Inverness, the weather improved dramatically and we started to really sort of up, up our game, so to speak. So, yeah, it was a, a great adventure. And we raised half a million pounds for Bernardo's, um, which was also equal, as equally incredible on that particular um, that particular challenge. So, extremely proud of my wonderful support team, um, and I have a great a great support team that come on all of my challenges um, uh, that really sort of helped me get through them, get to the other side, and. Uh, but on this occasion, I'm going to be leaving them on the dock side in Lagamera. So, and then it's down to me. Fantastic. I think we're going to have to do a, another podcast with you because I do want to talk, but not on today's podcast, about you playing the ukulele and how you formed the world, the world, you formed the world's first visually impaired orchestra and invented the first ever musical braille song sheets. There's so many more things that, that you've done here, Bernie. It's quite extraordinary. But of course, uh, I think one of the great achievements and well-deserved was you um, being invested by the Queen in 2013, your OBE. Yes. Fabulous achievement. And also, you're a justice of the peace. I mean, how on earth do you get time for all this? 
I always say is that, 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 and again, you are an amazing time manager yourself because I can actually throw that back uh, that question back to you because you run an incredible business and oh, you do you. so many other great things as well. Um, you know, when, when you when you actually uh, when you want to know how to actually use your time properly, you go and speak to a busy person because um, they know how to actually squeeze as much value as you possibly can out of every single minute of the day, and. You know, you have to get used to saying no. And it's awful because most people don't like saying no. Um, but uh, but you have to because you can't do everything yourself. And um, so it's a question of balance and it's a question of prioritizing as you go. And we know all of this in running a business and being you know, in a dental profession. Gosh, dentists have to basically sort of spin so many plates. But it's a question of prioritizing your time and maximizing every single minute of the day as you possibly can. And if you do that, it's incredible what what time you actually create for yourself. Um, and uh, again, you, you make more impact by doing things like that. So, uh, yeah, sometimes you have to be pretty harsh with yourself and also harsh with other people. And you have to refuse doing things, not because you don't want to, it's because obviously you've got different priorities on time. Well... I think that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you've raised, I think, at least £42 million. I know you're hoping to raise a million pounds for the Boat of Hope. We've just started our, just started our campaign, uh, our donation campaign. We've got £10,000 in the bag, uh, which is great. A great start. And thank you to all the people who have donated so far. It's been incredible. Um, we are currently looking for a supporting donation partner. So for every pound that's by, be, being donated by somebody, we're looking for a corporate uh, partners come along and actually match fund that for us and get all of the benefits of this incredible campaign uh, through their business so if there's anybody out there that would like to consider becoming a uh, a charitable match funding partner please reach out to me and have a chat it, you can name however much you want to actually donate or donate up to and you can donate to either or charity so we're really flexible with regards to what we do and it would be an amazing opportunity for any business to come along with this campaign. As I say, the campaign is seen by over 950 million people globally. That's extraordinary. Well done. Yeah. Bernie, thank you so much for your time today. I, I hate holding you up from your training. Thank you. <laughs> um, obviously, you can follow Bernie's preparation and build up to the event, which is in December this year. Going to his, you can follow his, you've got lots of regular blog posts and through all the usual social media channels, Boat of Hope. Dot com, And we will also run full contact details on the YouTube version of our discussion today, as well as on all our usual social media links. Bernie, it leaves me to wish you the very best of luck. But there's, what do they say? There's no such thing as luck. It's skill, determination and a sound knowledge of the game. And you've got them in spadefuls. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye bye.